It's Monday. It's December 6th. And the word of the day is Rukurunruhe, which means the melancholic sorrow of returning home after a trip, only to find it rapidly fading from your awareness. Used in a sentence, a great way to avoid Rukurunruhe is have better trips. Take pictures. Have sex in a hot tub. You're being weird. Just have a better trip. Oh, but make sure it's not your hot tub. Nothing inspires rucka ruck ruck faster than cleaning your own fluids out of a hot tub drain, my friends. Trust I me. Remember the fluid thing. See, see, you, my habit of never going anywhere or doing anything sounds better. I'm better all the time. I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the Supreme Court has a reply for the voters who sent a message in 2016. <sighs> Great job. We'll get far enough into the Greek alphabet to find Decepticons. And we'll learn how a sentient swarm of tiny frogs could affect your holiday travel plan. <laughs> <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, happy final day of Hanukkah. Sure. And a very merry National Pawnbroker's Day to you, Heath. Thank you. Noah, I've told you this so many times. The Jews really hate it when you call Hanukkah that. I mean, <laughs> like, they, they, we've gotten so many hey, emails hey, about it. I didn't put it there, okay? okay? I didn't put it on the last day of Hanukkah. Problematic. Some other very guy did that. <laughs> In our lead story tonight, nobody is trying to overturn our personhood this week. Or, or any week, because we are three cishet white guys. Yep. It's... A really sweet gig, I gotta tell you. Yes, yeah. For everyone else, though, you gotta check the headlines pretty much daily to be sure you didn't lose some humanhood. Well, this week, more than half the U.S. population got a very strong indication that one of their major organs is gonna become, like, eminent domain on a state-by-state yeah. basis coming up soon, possibly. Of course, I'm talking about the Supreme Court and the fresh new hell they signaled this week during oral arguments in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. The conservative, evil fucking majority made it very clear that they're willing to end federal protection for uterine autonomy as decided in Roe v. Wade. That right. might be gone. Yeah. And by signaled, Heath means unequivocally said out loud into the Supreme Court record. Yeah. It's pretty clear. <laughs> right. In a related story, Susan Collins was shocked to learn that there was gambling going on at Rick's Cafe. <laughs> you believe that? Gambling, shit. I tell you. In this establishment? Yes. Yes. This was predictable. So- there's a giant debate now, even more than normal, with legal scholars giving their take on exactly how constitutional law is supposed to work. And um, Republicans also had opinions that they weighed in with. <laughs> the Republicans tend to favor a conservative court that doesn't get involved in judicial activism. That's their thing, right? So, you know, in consistency with that, they're arguing to reverse five decades of settled law. And, you know, in contradiction of the majority of our population also, by the way. If you want to hear about all the legal nuance involved, check out opening arguments for a deep dive from a true expert on that. Here is my non-expert take, though. And honestly, I feel like this should be good enough to decide the entire debate without any of the legal stuff. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Abortion is great. It's great. <laughs> it's the fucking best. I want us killing babies. I know you're not supposed to say it like that, <laughs> but I want us doing that. It's better that way. It saves lives. Yeah. We actually have data on that. Now- I know this is a really weird trolley dilemma I'm setting up here, but... Yeah, because it's hard to keep them up on the tracks, right? Well, you definitely flip the switch and run over the fetuses to save the fully alive people. Yes. Fucking obviously. Mm -hmm. e even if the other track just has 
the concept of uterine autonomy. You save the concept and you kill the fetuses on the track. And then I guess, yeah, you figure out who tied fetuses and concepts to attract somehow. <laughs> but like you flip the switch. Well, yeah. And look, if you want my opinion, then that's kind of the problem because I've never had a fucking uterus. So my opinion doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. <laughs> Which is unfair, because the one time I had a uterus, everyone was all like, oh, give it back, give it back, get out of the operating room. So, like, there's no winning for us. <laughs> it's really hard. Like, I said it was easy, a great gig, but sometimes, just how like, guys, yeah. it's not the easiest. Thank you. You get persecuted, too. You're welcome, Eli. <laughs> Thank you. That's it's really... very hard. The we struggle's real. The struggle's real. <laughs> just in case anyone's curious, I'm doing that fist dumbest gesture. possible take on this issue came from U.S. congressman and... Very literal Hitler enthusiast, mm -hmm. Madison Cawthorn. So, I guess not a big surprise. He had the dumbest take. Shocking. He gave a speech on the House floor about it. And when I say speech, I mean he took somebody else's very simple yet also stupid analogy and he read it aloud on the floor of the United States House of Representatives. And, by the way, he is not a strong reader. No. Very he's upsetting. The, he's the photography kid from school, yeah. <laughs> Here's the exact words, quote, imagine you just walked out of this chamber to see a gorgeous sunset. Not not a good start for your abortion speech. You have a Polaroid camera and you snap a beautiful picture. It's getting worse, man. Polaroid camera. Really? Phone. Continuing. A great photo prints out the front. You hold it and shake it, waiting for the picture to appear. But suddenly someone walks by and snatches your photo. Ripping it to shreds. That's physically impossible. <laughs> Learn about a fucking Polaroid. You cry. Why did you destroy my picture? They say it wasn't fully developed yet. So it wasn't a picture. End quote of that section. Anyway, he actually had more stuff to say. It was so fucking stupid. Anyway, that was the end of that part. Did, um... Did his analogy help? Was that helpful? Jeez. That's pretty much the same as abortion, right? Did it, did it clarify Fuck. stuff for you? Okay, all right. That chamber exits to the east... You're not supposed to shake Polaroid <laughs> pictures. Polaroid pictures aren't rippable, and it's like losing a pre-modern photo of something you're still looking at. Makes your side seem more fucking pain. Everything you do is wrong and stupid, you stiffened cum sock. Partially stiffened, Noah. Partially stiffened. <laughs> yeah, that, you made it worse. Good job. Yeah. Partially. Mm -hmm. Also, it's not your Polaroid photo. It's, yeah. it's their own Polaroid. Nope. If you see someone else ripping right. up their Polaroid right. photo, There's also you probably that. go like, yeah, exactly. ah, it's Sorry, not my fucking my list was not exhaustive. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> also, the person who walked by, they saw somebody in the analogy world shaking a fetus back and forth. That's problematic. <laughs> like, you should stop them, right? I'm just saying. That's weird. Okay, Unless you're going to do it as a shooter. If you're going to do the fetus as a shooter, then sure, it makes sense. Sure. <laughs> cool. Good, 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 good. You wrapped it up there. So, uh, obviously, we're going to move right on. Obviously, abortion, it's a really tough topic for some people. Totally get it. As a non-uterus person, I can't speak from experience. Very tough, potentially. But let's make sure the anti-choice narrative doesn't erase the other side of that coin, which also definitely exists. Lots of people, not everybody, but lots of people are super fucking happy about their abortion. 
It's the best mm-hmm. decision they ever made. Every year they they go out for a really nice dinner, celebrate what happened because you know they can afford that dinner and it's great <laughs> and they love it. Yeah, I mean, look, jokes aside, and I've said this before on other shows, my partners have chosen to have an abortion twice throughout my life. Right? I can speak to my experience about that. They were both excellent decisions for me and my partners at the time. And as someone who is now a parent, and I know how fucking hard that experience is on the uterus ever, I am exceptionally glad my partners had the right to wait until they were ready to have children. Yeah. Right? Like, there's this weird thing in the abortion debate where people weaponize how great parenthood is. Like, that's somehow relevant. But literally every honest parent knows that nobody should go through that until they absolutely want to hell most people still shouldn't go through it when they want to but you certainly shouldn't do it against your fucking will Uh, also worth noting if your state ends up trying to take over the uterus inside your body there might be still you know a few ways to get around their stupid fucking evil law and one of those options abortionpills.info one of those options might be pills ordered via telemedicine obviously That doesn't solve the big picture problem, and it's only useful for certain moments, and it'll be legally tricky state by state, I'm sure, so check that out. But for some amount of people, that might help. Just keep that in mind. I hate this so fucking much. I hate this so much. And it's really hard to add levity or humor to this story. So uh, we're going to add some puns instead, I guess. I don't know what else to do. We're going to do puns. No humor there. So the religious right nightmare scenario, of course, is drive-through abortions, right? But that would be fucking great. I don't understand how that's that's obviously what we should have. And I think we can get some other stuff going too. You know, devices, apps, whatever might help. Use the technology. So let's put 30 seconds on the clock. We haven't done this in a long time on the show. Ideas for some new mobile technology from Planned Parenthood. Go. Oh, okay. Um, oh, a train that goes state to state and it's called the All Abortions. Nice. <laughs> yes. You'd have to admit that's a funny pun for the, you know, a yeah, serious issue train. Cool. Uh, what about takeout taxi? I feel like that's just a good oh, title. Uh, any bort in a storm? <laughs> that's close. Uh, <laughs> the the rolling mephapristones. <laughs> this is the name of the truck. Uh, okay. Well, what about a, a robot vacuum? Uh, the Woomba. There you the go. Uh, uh, the great escape. <laughs> <laughs> the late stage coach. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, okay, an app. Fallopian tuber. Nice. Sure. They do everything else now. Tuber yeats. Something like that. Yeah. So <laughs> normally we'd close the story right there, but Policy Genius wrote us a very specific email about their segue rules That's going forward. Me. That is on me. So I'm going to add one more thing here. And this is the big takeaway. You should have voted for Hillary fucking Clinton. So <laughs> I think it's safe to assume that everyone listening to this show anyway would align more closely with Hillary Clinton than with Donald Trump on politics. Almost guaranteed. So everyone listening who didn't specifically vote for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 general election, I want you to bring it in. We're going to talk for a second. I've said stuff like this before, but we're talking again. You either voted for someone else in 2016, like Jill Stein, or you didn't vote at all. So you knew for a fact that the person you voted for wasn't going to win. There was a 0% chance of Jill Stein or nobody becoming president, but you must have had other factors in your head. You were thinking there were positives. You must have seen an upside to your protest vote or your non-vote. Um, just a reminder about the downside. It's everything that Donald Trump did. That's the downside. That includes a pretty significant literal death toll for a few different reasons. It also includes a six to three 
very evil majority on the nation's highest court now, and the very distinct possibility that we've been talking about that bodily autonomy will end for a giant population of uterus havers. So that's all real now. We know that. I want you to remind me about the upside that outweighs everything I just said, or maybe you don't think that's true anymore. Maybe you'd like to be contrite and be honest and intellectually honest and apologize. I just want to know, are you still feeling good about your scale and your weighing, or in retrospect, were you wrong? Let me know about that. Heathenwright at gmail.com. Put a lot of effort into it. I'm looking forward to hearing those answers, good or bad, whatever you want to say. <laughs> All right, and I think it's time for a quick break. And that was enough space for Policy Genius to have the segue <laughs> that they demanded. All right, Noah, hit it. Nice, really nice. Hey, guys, what's with the fire jets? Did Noah piss off high elves again? Because no, that's why we did this last no, time. No, no, no. We're just getting the house ready for winter. This is for roof snow. All right, that's one way to do it, I guess. But Eli, if you're worried about being cold weather ready, why not make sure you have the best home coverage with Policy Genius? What's Policy Genius? Policy Genius can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. Oh, yeah? How do they do that? Well, first head to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property. Then, Policy Genius will show you price estimates for policies that fit your search and help you understand your options. The Policy Genius team can look for ways to save you more money. And if they find a better rate than what you're paying now, they'll switch you over for free. In fact, Policy Genius has saved customers an average of $1,250 a year over what they're paying for home and auto insurance. Wow, that's a lot of scratch. Sure is. Plus, the Policy Genius team works for you, not the insurance companies. You can trust them to offer unbiased help and advocate for you at every step until you're covered. Awesome. How do we sign up? Just head to policygenius.com to get your free home and auto insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right. Well, no, it looks like we won't be needing these after all. Uh, I better leave them up. I did send the high elves another email. Again? You sent them Come an email? Come on. Hey, they started this. You got to let this go, man. You do. You got to let it go. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Oh My Cron News. <laughs> no illusions got me the best gift for my birthday. A me too. PlayStation 5. That's right. Found two Suck it, world supply chain. No illusions got a guy. And <laughs> the fact that I have been zipping around New York City as Spider-Man every second since that happened would be a problem for my story about the new COVID variant, Omicron, if... We knew fucking anything about Omicron, <laughs> uh, but we don't, so it works out great, everybody. It works out great. Uh, well, it's a shame you didn't read up on it. You would have learned a lot of great anagrams. <laughs> <laughs> you would have. And by the way, Delta Omicron is got some great anagrams, too. That's an anagram for media control. That's right. So, media control. Also, Democrat loin and uh, cilantro mode and erotic almond condom retail and this is my favorite dialect moron so it means a lot of things i think my favorite was minor located that's got a terrifying cue nice. <laughs> yeah. almonds are already so erotic though that's the waste <laughs> all right so what is wait, wait wait we're pushing right past that their e almonds are almonds, erotic yeah the shape yeah okay Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah withdrawn. No, 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 Go yeah. ahead. Thank you. So, <laughs> what is Omicron? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
We don't fucking know. It's a COVID variant with several key mutations. What are they? <laughs> they may make it more contagious or more deadly or both or neither. As every science professional has communicated over the last week, quote, we don't know. For the love of God, give me a second. I worked through lunch, Carol. <laughs> give me a goddamn second. <laughs> I feel so bad for the hardworking scientists in this. They're like, hey, guys, uh, there's this new variant. It's actually very worrisome because it has so many new mutations that we really don't know what it can do. And then everybody's immediate question was, OK, so what can it do? <laughs> and they're like, we don't know. That's the thing we just said. And everybody was like, well, what fucking good are you then? We're trying to make a fucking podcast over here, science. <laughs> D up. God. Oh, look, three vaccines and two antiviral pills. What have you done lately? I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired. But don't worry. What it is isn't the only thing we don't know here. We also don't know where it came from or where it is now. Now, you, you may have heard of this as the South African variant, which has made a lot of people think that that's the origin of the variant, but that's just where it was caught and sequenced. And as for where it is now, while there have only been a few identified cases in the U.S. so far, all of them, they can't read like the start of a B movie. Yeah. Right? The stories like, guy got off an airplane full of people, or case identified in the middle of a fucking anime convention. They don't City. sound yeah. great, yeah. everybody. They don't sound great. Uh, and, and as to the stories that point out, well, you know, we don't know of anyone dying from it yet. Like, I want to caution you that if, like, you know, like a, a gun was pointed at your head, the fact that nobody ever died from <laughs> that gun before shouldn't comfort you. Yeah. Also, being aware of zero gun deaths that you don't know about shouldn't comfort you. That's a weird way to think about anything. I have the towel wrapped around Omicron's eyes, right. so it doesn't know. All right. So what is clear right now, and this is what all the experts agree on, is that the best way to protect yourself is to get vaccinated and boosted if it's been more than six months since you got your shot. If this thing turns out to be super transmissible or partially dodges vaccines... The vaccines will still protect you from serious illness. And as someone who got a very not serious flu last week, that's about all of us. Some of us can handle. OK, not yeah. a lot of us can take serious illness. So upside, by the way, if this thing is a super bug that kills all the anti-vaxxers, it is a super oh. bug that will kill all the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought you were, you were done with the sentence, yeah, no. but you know, say it again. <laughs> And speaking of that feeling deep down inside, let's toss things over to our next sponsor this that week. That doesn't have segue rules. Better help. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Dude, it's not going to fit. We need just to just pull tighter. Pull it hey, tighter. Hey, guys. What's with the big suitcase? Are you packing for the holidays? Sure are, Noah. Going to see the whole family this year. And, and those are, what, like presents for the family? Oh, this? No, no. This is my emotional baggage. Wow. That's a lot. It's a good yeah. deal. It's a good deal. Yeah, he spends all day in a room by himself, so it tends to just sort of like solidify. You, you know what? It's probably best we don't examine the baggage. Well, I think you know, I said that he, earlier. If you want some help dealing with all of that, have you considered therapy? Please, with the holidays? I don't have time to drag down to an office and find a therapist right now. Well, then why don't you try BetterHelp? What's better help come on you know what add this in there to the baggage please right you, now you have emotional baggage about eli winning your weird game i said let's not examine the baggage our, okay all right better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist it's not a crisis line it's not self-help it's professional therapy done securely online 
Plus, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. So if you need a therapist who's secular, LGBTQ affirming, or sex work positive, they can help you with that. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly videos or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Wow, that does sound good. But I don't know. It sounds expensive, too. Actually, BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. You know what? I'm sold. Where do I sign up? Just visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we've got a special offer for Skeptocrat listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. Okay. Looks like I won't need all this baggage after all. Good for you. Nice. You. Do you still need the truck in the driveway marked things to say instead of I love you too? Us. Yes. It's a process. It's a process. And we're back. Next up in headlines in Quaking in Your Bots news. Just when you thought a story about biological nanobots terrifying the scientifically illiterate couldn't possibly be more obvious Noah bait, they went and shaped the little <laughs> motherfuckers like Pac-Man. But yes, scientists have created tiny biological robots that can and will, when supplied properly, make new biological robots. Okay, I mean... That sounds exactly like humans, but just like better and less stupid. Simpler and not That's yeah. great. <laughs> More Can we predictable. Switch so now a lot of people are scared when they hear shit like this. It is nowhere near as scary as it sounds. But to be honest, I feel like science communicators should not emphasize that, right? Like I feel like the most ethical thing to do for the health of our society and our children's future is to just say that first part and then add something like, and if you don't fund basic research, we will release them into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> but- Despite my misgivings, I will begrudgingly supply some details. No, I'm with you, Noah. We had the Sagan generation. We tried pretty people and funny people. Let's get Gary Busey up there making vague <laughs> threats, you know? 900 number at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're going to square the number of nanobots every 10 minutes until you find <laughs> the nanobots. So, okay. So this story is about a thing called with Asimovian flourish xenobots, uh, which yeah. were first announced back in January of last year. They're, they're made using stem cells from the African clawed frog or Xenopus lavus, uh, hence the Xeno part of their name. Uh, but instead of being assembled into frogs, the cells are assembled into tiny little biological robots, hence the, the bot part. Um, now, this might sound like some comic book villain level shit, but if you consider how a biologically fully biodegradable nanobot capable of repairing itself might you know, come in handy in terms of, for example, medicine delivery or environmental cleanup, you start to see the value of the research. Yeah, that sounds good. Or... We're going to get Skynet and a liquid metal guy made of tiny little frogs. Either way, I'm on board. That's a, like, It's great, right? Hun, hun, we got to cancel the beach day with the kids. They're nanobotting it that weekend. Oh. Yeah, well, we shouldn't have thrown so much plastic yeah, in there. Yeah, right, That's right. No, it's gone. better than the well, alternative, though. We, we shouldn't have. Now, uh, from the first incarnation of these things, scientists saw that they could replicate, sort of. Uh, they're not fucking or mitosis- Mitosifying. Sure, okay. Um, dividing. So but, dividing. But if you supply them with other frog stem cells, they'd spontaneously roll around and assemble those into clusters, and then the clusters were more or less smaller versions of themselves. But the second generation was too small to then roll around and cluster up enough shit to make a third generation. So the scientists set about programming them to do better. 
Uh, and apparently the way you program a Xenobot is by changing its shape. So like different shapes will do different things. And since what they're going to do is not necessarily intuitive, they built a computer model that could test billions of different shapes before they actually set about making one. And the shape it ultimately landed on was simple enough to be fully fleshed out in 8-bit graphics, actually. That's awesome. All right, guys, let's try out Square. Cool. So type in Square. Hey, are you guys getting roasted by James Spader in your headphones right now? Square's Ultron! Square's Ultron! <laughs> Shut it down. We're not doing Square. It's good we tested. Guy at the back. The first I'm, one. I'm trying more shapes till I get ScarJo. Yeah, That's right? I, yeah. I set out to get ScarJo. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's extremely cool. You can actually watch videos of these little motherfuckers sort of randomly corkscrewing around but but since the media has seized on the term living robots this has given rise to a plethora of ethical questions because people are stupid and think that living <laughs> is some kind of a magical property rather than an arbitrary point on a scale of animacy like we have zero qualms about subjugating and destroying silicon with way more intelligence than us but suddenly we get iffy about a cluster of fucking frog cells with no more sapience than a pencil we have people who could not pass a Turing test, and they're trying to argue about pro-life nanobot ethics. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually always struggled with this when it's like the plot of sci-fi, right? Like, if a computer acts like a people, I don't really understand or care whether or not it's a people unless you want to Westworld it. Right. Right? I guess what I'm saying is this wouldn't be as much of a problem <laughs> if people would stop fantasizing about rape murdering their laptop and get over <laughs> their dualism. If there's one theme to this show throughout its yeah. existence, yeah. And I guess the, if you can't pass the Turing test, you should be, you should be pro-life about the stem cell frogs. Well, no, too, that's true. Protect yeah, actually, yourself. Kind of makes sense. Y'all are going to tell it. me when I can't fuck this MacBook Pro, right? You're going to tell me <laughs> when it would make Jesus sad? Okay. Yeah, I'll let you know. Uh, now, of course... Anytime the idea of self-replicating nanobots is introduced, this also conjures images in some minds of the gray goo scenario, a hypothetical global disaster in which self-replicating machines run amok and consume all of Earth's resources in a mindless effort to propagate themselves. Um, and there are two problems with this. The first is that it's just not scientifically plausible. But the second is that we're already fucking doing that. That's like our thing. <laughs> right. So being afraid of somebody else doing it just seems silly. Oh, well, we are not gray. I think the problem is Oh, the okay, yeah, right. It's going to be a very uh, unpleasant decor. Um, but before anybody launches into Jeff Goldblum's anti-science screed from Jurassic Park, I should point out, as the lead researcher said, that all it takes to end the process of replication is accidentally sneezing near the Petri dish. And I think they're only making it to the fourth generation. So I think we're at least safe for now. Yeah, but as soon as those motherfuckers learn to eat boogers, we are fucked, everybody. <laughs> Gray goo all the way down. <laughs> and next up in headlines, we have a good old-fashioned idiot fight. Love those. I love these. Part of the idiot fight is between QAnon idiots who support Donald Trump and QAnon idiots who support Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, I think that's what it's about. It's not exactly clear, but here's the fun twist. The other part of the idiot fight is between Lynn Wood and himself. Uh, again, I think it's between <laughs> him and himself. It's really hard to say what the fuck is going on, but that's the best I could do. This is a news show, listeners. A news All right, show. So, well, maybe you guys can help yarn this together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's my best summary of what's happening. Lynn Wood is in a feud with himself, but also with QAnon people like Michael Flynn. But he's also quite certain that QAnon is based on stuff that's super duper real and that he's part of QAnon, which 
is also a deep state hoax, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. T- except for the part where he's in it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> Rabbit I mean, season. Th- duck season. <laughs> seems pretty clear to me, Heath. Uh, democracy was a mistake. It was a mistake <laughs> sure. to do that. No, yeah, no it's, like, uh, it's like Winston Churchill said, Eli. Uh, democracy is the worst form of government, except, oh, dear God, it's a brown person. Kill it, kill it. <laughs> that's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Good, good paraphrase. So, just in case anyone's new to the Linwood phenomenon, he's one of the Kraken lawyers who tried to sue Michigan into giving Donald Trump their electoral votes, which would be enough to still lose the election yep. to Joe Biden. Yeah. And those Kraken lawyers owe Michigan 175 grand for wasting everyone's time. And uh, some of them are going to owe a lot more <laughs> depending yeah. on the result of some other lawsuits, some civil suits. Well, Linwood also represented... Kyle Rittenhouse for a while. That's what he chose to do as a lawyer. And uh, that's where the idiot fight started. After Rittenhouse got acquitted for, you know, for clearly murdering people, Rittenhouse did an interview and he accused Lynn Wood of mishandling $2 million of bail money that forced Rittenhouse to stay in jail way longer than he would have. Well, yeah, because if anybody has cause to complain about spending too much time in jail, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And uh, Rittenhouse also mentioned that him and his mom had to fire Lynn Wood last year because Lynn Wood said too much crazy, stupid shit about QAnon. And after the interview, some other QAnon lunatics, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, decided they had to publicly distance themselves from Lynn Wood as well. The Rittenhouse family and Marjorie Taylor (laughs) Greene think Lynn Wood is a little too crazy for them. (laughs) Just think about that. You hate to see a friendship torn apart. I just wish they could all sit down over a glass of bleach and talk this thing out, you know? (laughs) It kills uh, COVID. Sure does. So in response to all the criticism from the crazy people who think... He's too crazy. Instead of pointing out how that would generally be a good thing when crazy people think you're crazy, Lynn Wood instead decided to escalate the crazy. He started by claiming that Michael Flynn is a general of the deep state. They, they have ranks, apparently, <laughs> general of that Well, they state. have uh, everything that the regular state has. They sure, have yep. just deeper. It's yeah. Deeper. Yep. <laughs> and then... Lynn Wood also added the following, and this is where I'm going to need some help. So shout it out if you guys can explain, well, any of this. Democracy Um, was a mistake. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a good start. That's a good start. So according to Lynn Wood, quote, the deep state mockingbird propagandists have done their best to brand me as a leader of the QAnon movement. God, Jesus, that sounds like the sentence that triggers the fucking winter soldier. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is going on? But like if there's a fat, useless winter soldier, (laughs) right? Gets up from his lazy boy. Right, yes, exactly. What the fuck was Mockingbird there? Propagandist, rail car. Yeah, what the fuck? That's insane. Okay, I hate that. You have a whole quote to make it through. Wait, what is mocking? You think you know what that means? Stupid QAnon theory. I don't have. We don't have the time as a species (laughs) for me. So you're saying this actually ties in? It's yeah. It's a real thing. Jesus Christ. Okay, whatever. We're we're gonna move right past. No, I don't want to get into it. I'm sad. I know it. I'm sad. I know about that. That ties in. And uh, My Little Pony. I know too many things. (laughs) Okay, so the deep state mockingbird community has branded him as a leader of the QAnon movement. And then he continues, are you kidding me? I'm not a government insider. 
I'm only an outside observer of Q. I guess that makes me one of millions of Anons. I only follow and trust Jesus, not Q. In the exercise of discernment and the search for truth, I have formed an opinion that Q speaks truth. I know that I agree with the principles of Q in its fight against child sex trafficking, pedophilia, and satanic ritual, of course, naturally. I think I can fairly be described as an Anon. I believe that QAnon is likely a deep state operation constructed to discredit Q and the Anons. Am I right? Time will tell. Make sense to you? Stand steady. No! Speak truth. <laughs> be fearless. End quote. So I think Noah already answered, but did that make sense to you guys? More generally, did he actually say anything with informational content? So... He believes in a deep state operation constructed to discredit itself. Itself, I think. I, yeah. I don't want to be a broken record here. That sounds like democracy to me, Heath. Are we sure he's not talking <laughs> about just, democracy? M.C. Escher could not diagram that fucking <laughs> no. quote. The, the hands are just giving each other the finger. <laughs> did you diagram the sentence as a Mobius strip? I did. I did. Yeah, so bottom line... Um, I hope Kyle Rittenhouse dies of COVID. Yes. That's my bottom line. Mm. Also, Linwood. But actually, you know what? One more thing. Most importantly, you know who I hope dies of COVID? Sylvester Stallone. We finished recording an episode of God Awful Movies about Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. And the next fucking day, he posts a photo with a QAnon hat. Fuck you, Sylvester Stallone. Fuck you. <laughs> Omicron's going to suck, but I have high hopes, too. I think there's going to be positives. <laughs> and in a citation needed essay waiting to happen news. On July 11th of 1969, the day before his 20th birthday, Ted Conrad, local hero, packed up a bag of $215,000, walked out of the bank that he worked at, and was never heard from or seen again. That is, until he died last week and, on his deathbed under his new name, confessed everything to his Eli, family. is this a story about your grandma? You have to tell us. <laughs> no. God, she didn't get that much. I wish. Uh, <laughs> but that is because he is the best. This story is the best, and God damn it, this week you earned it. I, I know that you don't hear this much, but he's lucky he died of something slow. Right, like, dude gets hit by a car, he's trying to speed scream his story to random pedestrians before the blackness closes all the way. It's good to have a deathbed in a time like this. That's fair. That is fair. Yeah, so, just to be clear, this dude robbed a bank without hurting or even frightening anybody. Hero. Got away with it. Double hero. Lived the rest of his life as a family man and car salesman, and then on his deathbed, announced his prank war against a Cleveland bank and died. He is the best. He's the new Captain America. Now, I'm, I'm sorry, Eli, and I'm also sorry to all our car salesman listeners, but car salesmen are not heroes. I'm that, like The only filmmaker that ever disagreed with that statement is Alex fucking Kendrick, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay, while we're listing not heroes, uh, family men, also not heroes. No. But, but either way, he's not even a good bank robber. He, he had to be a salesman for the rest right. of his life. Yeah, he's exactly. not even good at this. Right. So as a luxury car salesman, it was more of a passion for him than anything. You don't he, know. He had a anyway, passion for selling cars? Luxury cars, yes. Getting Did, up read, read an article. In the morning. Okay. Right. And this was but in Cleveland, you say? My No, he <laughs> ran away from Cleveland. Okay. My Where's your grandma from? part of the story, Long Island. My okay. favorite part of the story is that the police figured out the case... After he died, 
Okay, so here's a quote from the Boston Globe article, which is the fucking police participation award in article form about this thing. Okay, quote, it was only after Randall's death. That's his new name, by the way. It was only after Randall's death and the publication of his death notice that investigators began to unravel the mystery that had stymied law enforcement for decades. Elliot. That's the cop who solved the case, noted that Randall's notice contained many biographical details that were strikingly similar to Conrad's life. It said that he was born in Denver, and that's where Conrad was born, said Elliot. It said that he went to New England College, and that's where Conrad went to college. But it gets better. They went to the new house, and they questioned the family, who eventually was like, yeah, good job, maybe? <laughs> Pretty much not, though, right? But not really. <laughs> and again... One last quote from the cop here. There were times I thought we're never going to get this guy. You didn't. Right. It's one of <laughs> Cleveland's biggest unsolved mysteries or was. Yeah. End quote. Yeah. Second only to what the fuck the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is doing there of all places. And Weird. finally tonight in Truth Decay News. Fantastic. Failure. Thy name is Donald Trump. So we have something new to report on Donald Trump's hypothetically upcoming social media site, Truth Social, and that's the fact that we have nothing new to report on Donald Trump's hypothetically upcoming (laughs) social media site. And that's newsworthy since their press release was super clear about how they were going to have a working beta up and running sometime Mm -hmm. in November, and, you know, November is the past. Yeah, well, we'll see how Linwood's lawsuit turns out in Michigan (laughs) when November is in Michigan. Oh, that's why Jack left Twitter, everybody. He wants a social media platform without all the pesky non-Nazis to worry about. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's all all coming together. Um, so, yeah, we last talked about Truth Social on episode 159 when the forthcoming product was first announced. Uh, the company Trump partnered with, Digital World Acquisitions Corp., saw a dramatic rise in the value of its stock because there's no IQ test to buy stock or anything. And today, <laughs> all the idiots that bought at its peak of $175 a share are staring at a 75% loss in counting. Oh, well I done. thought DWAC was going nuts. Right? I thought we were to the moon yeah. with DWAC. Fuck. At, anyway, at, at, at the time, which was October, the company promised an invitation-only beta test for the following month. Absolutely nothing was heard from them in November, but we did hear from them on December 1st. Not with a beta or, or, or even an explanation as to why there was no beta, but rather with a Reuters story about how they were desperately trying to raise a billion dollars worth of capital by selling their clearly overvalued stock. <laughs> They're going to split the stock. Yes. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, it, uh, you know what? I think it sounds like a great time to buy the dip, right, Eli? <laughs> yep. You gotta buy that dip. I'm way ahead of you, Heath. Siri, show me Tostitos stock and get ready to buy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh man, I'm gonna check dip. on Tostitos stock so much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dip. It's uh, Tostitos comes out and they're like, we think raping is good. Okay, <laughs> guys, I have a weird superpower. I don't know how I do this. We gotta harness it. Why didn't I short it? Now, in the interest of fairness, I should point out that it's not remotely unusual for tech companies to miss their self-imposed deadlines. Anybody who's looked forward to, say, a video game in the last 20 years can tell you all about that. But seeing as how the company exists for no purpose but Trump-centric Twitter, and given the abysmal failure of Getter and Parler and frankspeech.blogspot.com slash user442. It's enough of a hiccup to give investors pause. Or rather, it would be if all the investors hadn't been pre-screened for stupidity. Um, As it stands, (laughs) 
news that the company that had produced zero work product and had done nothing thus far but put out a press release and miss a deadline was seeking to dilute the value of their shares by issuing another billion dollars worth of them actually caused the stock value to <laughs> rise by a few dollars. Nice. Well, I guess it was evidence that they were doing a thing. Okay, r slash Wall Street Bets. This is your next big thing. <laughs> GameStop it up. Buy up that truth social. Can't lose, right? Can't Hodl, lose. boys. Hodl. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I should be careful about taking a victory lap in advance here. Like Heath and I joked for years about how Ken Ham would never be able to get his stupid arc built and... Despite years of Keystone Cops level setbacks, he eventually did realize his dream. So there's at least still a chance that they'll ultimately manage to launch this thing and will be forced to eat crow while it hemorrhages money for years before inevitably admitting that it was a failure even before it began. And then won't we feel silly? <laughs> okay, but if truth, but if Truth Social steals our favorite employee, boy wonder Matt Powell, I'm out. I'm out. There's only so much heartbreak I can take. No illusions. <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we're going to close it out. Everybody, short Tostitos. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like all the awesome, generous new donors who will have their junk complimented next time around and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge check out our brother and sister shows the scathing atheist godawful movies dnd minus and citation needed available on apple music stitcher all those other podcast apps or the deep web we just have one last thing let's compliment that penist special thanks to ryan slotnick of evil giraffes on mars he's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today which were used with permission you should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by googling the only band called evil giraffes on mars until next time, catchphrase sign off. I am Spider Man. You're playing Spider Man. Mm -hmm. You're yeah, hey. on a sidewalk trying to play Spider Man. Got it. Yep. Yep. Just jumping up in the air and the stupid, hey, Spider Man, what's going on? I'm jumping up and down in the air. I'm trying to trying fly. to be Spider Man. <laughs> That's what I am. Maybe someone should offer to help me. Give me a boost. <laughs> Throw a fucking mailbox at you if I knew how. <laughs> but I don't yet. I feel like the. <laughs> I feel like the audio boom people are going to start emailing me and be like, hey, man, you okay? You okay? Are you all right? But why don't you try better help? The high elves, huh? All right. Now, now I want just like Noah typing this email. Dear high elves. Yes. Where were you click, 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 click. when Gondor <laughs> fell? Pretty simple question, actually. Not one that merits another riddle. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC, copyright 2021, all rights reserved.